Welcome back, friends. We're celebrating Pentecost this Sunday, which means that we'll be taking a short break from our series on Jesus's I Am statements. So I thought it would be nice to have a little change in our podcast as well. Rather than listen to Malcolm Guy's poem this week, we'll hear William Blake's poem, Pentecost, instead. May it be an encouragement and a challenge to us as we think about celebrating Pentecost this Sunday. Pentecost by William Blake Unless the eye catch fire, God will not be seen. Unless the ear catch fire, God will not be heard. Unless the tongue catch fire, God will not be named. Unless the heart catch fire, God will not be loved. Unless the mind catch fire, God will not be known. One of the things I love about this poem is that it recognizes that loving and following God requires our whole body, the totality of who we are. It's not just about our eyes or our ears or our tongues or our hearts or our minds. It's about all those things working together. How easy is it for us to just make it about what our eyes have seen or what our ears have heard or what our minds can grasp or what our hearts have felt? Following God cannot be reduced to any one of those experiences. Each one of them working together in concert is what's required. God wants to open our eyes. He wants to unblock our ears. He wants to enlighten our minds and soften our hearts. But he wants to do all those things that we may be the kind of followers that he's looking for. That we may follow him with the totality of who we are and not just parts of us. He wants us to see him as he truly is. He wants us to hear his voice. He wants us to speak his name. He wants us to love him with our whole hearts and to know him with our minds. He wants all of us. And as we follow him with our whole being, with the totality of who we are, we experience the fullness of life, the fullness of joy that he has for us. But that experience cannot be manufactured on our own. It can only be received as a gift from God. Therefore, this poem hinges on two important words, unless and catch. Unless the eye catch fire, unless the ear catch fire, unless the tongue catch fire, and so on. Unless God gives himself to us as a gift to be received or caught, then we cannot truly experience him. God can only be seen, heard, named, loved, and known through the gift of God's Holy Spirit. Unless our lives are set on fire by the Holy Spirit of God, we will never truly see. Unless our ears are opened, unless our tongues are loosened, unless our hearts are set aflame, we will never truly know and follow the one true and living God. We might try on our own. We might try to build a tower that reaches to the heaven like the people of Babel did. 
but unless God sends the Holy Spirit to draw us to himself, our efforts are futile. To some, that might sound like a fatalistic blow, that God cannot be found. But as any who have received the Holy Spirit knows, this is the greatest gift of all, because it means that our ability to experience the one true and living God does not depend upon our own vision, or our own intellect, or our own purity of heart. It comes as a gift from God in spite of my own limited understanding, in spite of my impurity of heart, in spite of my own blindness and lack of vision. It comes solely as a gift from God. And it's offered not to a select few, but to any and all who are willing to turn to God and to be led. Who are willing to turn and receive this gift. To any who are willing to recognize that I don't have the vision, I don't have the, the ears, I don't have the tongue, I don't have the mind and heart to bring myself to God. When we get to the end of ourselves is when God really has room to work. And there, in that place of honesty and openness and vulnerability, he sends the Holy Spirit to lead us to himself. And through the refining work of God's holy fire, we are able to see God and hear God and say his name and love and know him. But this is all a gift from God. In reflecting on this poem, Patricia Conine said, On the day of Pentecost, the disciples found themselves to be in a highly flammable condition. They had been obedient to Jesus' command to wait for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, and they had gathered together in continual prayer, a dangerous mix. On the day that the holy fire fell, their eyes, ears, tongues, hearts, and minds were ignited by flames that continued to spread through 3,000 parched souls like a California wildfire. That fire remains to this day uncontained. So how do we catch fire, she asks. We catch a cold because our resistance is down, and in a similar way, this is how we catch fire. We ask God to search our hearts and to reveal any areas of resistance to the Holy Spirit. Lord, in what ways have I saturated my eyes, ears, tongue, heart, and mind in fire retardant? By works, addiction, busyness? How might I be trying to ignite my own fire by rubbing together the sticks of moralism and performance? Maybe I've just resigned myself to a dark, dank climate of the soul. Once these areas of resistance are revealed, we confess them as sin, and to the degree that we are able, we place ourselves downward of God's all-consuming fire. In a posture of receptivity, we receive God's grace and forgiveness. We ask for the Holy Spirit to make us kindling, to set our hearts on fire for God and His kingdom, and when the rainy seasons come, we ask each other to help stoke the flames. I think it's worth sitting with Patricia's questions for a little while. In what ways have I saturated my eyes, ears, tongue, heart, and mind in a fire retardant?
Is it by works, addictions, busyness? How might I be trying to ignite my own fire by rubbing together the sticks of moralism and performance? Have I resigned myself to a dark, dank climate of the soul? And then it's also worth asking, how might I place myself downwind of God's all-consuming fire? How might I enter into a posture of receptivity before God? And how might I joyfully share the fire that God has lit within me? Let's listen to Blake's poem one more time. And then I would invite you to take some time to reflect on those questions. Pentecost by William Blake. Unless the eye catch fire, God will not be seen. Unless the ear catch fire, God will not be heard. Unless the tongue catch fire, God will not be named. Unless the heart catch fire, God will not be loved. Unless the mind catch fire, God will not be known.